Hello everyone. Are you a father that is teaching your sons to be masculine? And are you struggling with the balance between showing them affection and teaching them to be manly? Me and my dad Vince will talk about that right now. I'm Josiah Hassan and this is Letters from Dad. Okay, Dad, so there's the fathers out there that value hard work, value teaching their sons to be manly, but they also think that affection is overrated and will make their sons weak. What do you say to dads that have that attitude? Well, I certainly understand the importance of teaching your sons the value of hard work and and also to teach your boys to be tough and independent. We see a lack of that, unfortunately, today with a, with a lot of boys in, in the world. But it's really hard for me to understand why someone would make the jump from those things to also thinking that this means that they think showing affection to their sons makes them weak. Yeah, well, I certainly remember growing up, you were and still are very affectionate to us uh, kids, um, even the sons. You were always hugging us and giving us kisses on the cheek, even if it would embarrass us in public. Absolutely. But growing up and expecting the arrival of my own son, I can think of nothing I want to do more than hug him and, and kiss him. Yeah, I mean, and I, probably a lot of that is because of the example of, of my dad. Um, my dad was very affectionate. And he was huggy and, and really free with his words that expressed love to me and, and my brothers. Um, you know, the, the touch of, of a father's hand on a son is incredible. I mean, it brings comfort. It brings healing. You know, there's this, there's, so I'll get kind of personal here. There's uh, a time with my dad when he was towards the end of his life. Well, he actually was at the end of his life. He had gotten bypass surgery. Mm-hmm. And shortly after the surgery, like within a day or two, he, he had a stroke. And he was in the hospital. And he was unconscious but was on, a, you know, a, a ventilator and kind of struggling for his life, and the doctor had said, he's, he's not going to pull through this. Um, but they encouraged us to talk to him and to be with him. So the last night of his life, I was there with him in the hospital that night, and it was like 2 in the morning, and he I heard him kind of struggling for breath and wondered if he was conscious enough that he could hear me. So I started talking to him and praying for him, and telling him how much I loved him. And I just leaned over on the bed, and I put my head beside my dad, and I lifted his hand, and I put his hand on my head. And to just have that last touch of my dad's hand was incredible, and I'll, I'll never forget that. And, I, and I, I remember praying and saying to my dad, I hope you know I'm here with you, mm. and just feeling his warm hand yeah. on me as he was leaving this world to go on to something much, much better. Yeah. Wow. I remember that about Grandpa, how affectionate he was as well. Yeah. And I don't feel like that sacrifices any level of masculinity. I felt like Grandpa was obviously a very masculine man. Um, you're very masculine. I feel like I am as well. We're certainly not wimps. 
So let me tell you another quick story about my dad. So <laughs> okay. Since, since All right. you say that, I wanna, I wanna, I'll tell you this. <laughs> Sounds good. So yeah, so my dad, was in, he fought in the Korean War. Yeah. He was drafted. He, was, he boxed a little bit in the Korean War, uh, you know, when he was, he was in the Army. And uh, was wounded after 18 months, lost a big chunk out of his leg, and was uh, laid in a hospital in, back in the States in Michigan for six months while he was trying to recover. Mm-hmm. And they said he'd probably never walk again. He eventually walked. And, um, but he had to have two crutches or crutches and he took a job in our hometown and the only job he could find, I think it paid 23 cents an hour. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he had to crawl down like this, uh, 10, a set of steps down into a tank and and shovel sludge out of the bottom (laughs) of this tank. So he would take his crutch. He would with go down, he'd throw a shovel down and then he'd go down this ladder and then lean on a crutch and shovel into a bucket with one hand oh. and have it hauled up out of there oh. in pain, not hardly able to walk. Oh. His whole life was one of hard work, very manly, tough man, but yet tender, loving, and gentle with his words towards his his three sons. I, I mean, he wow. was a great example to me. So just a a balance of that masculinity and affection. Yeah. And they don't necessarily cancel out each other at all. Not a bit. And 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 I understand that there there are many men today that that don't have a father that was active in their life and a dad who engaged them and and built them up. But that doesn't mean that they can't change this pattern now. I mean, I know guys who would classify, who I would classify kind of as touch-me-nots. You know, they don't like to be touched. They don't like to be affectionate. And they struggle not only with their kids but in their marriage because they just, they don't don't like that affection. But they don't like to get close to people. And, And they find it hard to show their kids that affection. But I think it's so important that if you're a dad, that you have to press past those things, those inhibitions that you have, and and really develop simple ways of showing good, healthy affection to your kids. And, and you can you can learn that. I I'm, I'm a believer. You can learn to do anything. And we're talking about your kids, your family. I mean, it's worth putting the time in to break down those walls in yourself and, and find someone that can help you help you do that. I mean, the importance of love, compassion, and affection is critical to being a father. I mean, our sons need our love, their appro- our approval, uh, our verbal affirmation. I mean, if you never affirm those good things you see in your kids, you know, you're just leaving a huge void there. Um, and boys even need a certain amount of appropriate physical touch from their dads. I mean, don't take it for granted. Um, don't think, oh, my son doesn't need this. Dads need to show emotion, tenderness, and understanding in the interactions they have with their boys. So along those same lines, what about dads showing affection to their wife in front of their kids? Yeah, I don't think that should ever be done. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, I never saw examples of that growing up. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Well, so, so, I mean, it's vital, right? I mean, uh, I know when I hug your mom in the kitchen— uh, or, and a kisser in front of you kids, you know, you all groaned and said stuff like, oh my gosh, you know, get a room or, you know, th- that's sick. But I know y'all 
really did like it. Because I know I liked it when I saw my parents do that. And it was a little bit rare when I saw my parents do that. But I have very specific memories. I remember once when I was 12 years old. This is how big of an impact it made on me. When I was mm-hmm. 12 years old, we were on vacation, all of us. My oldest brother was married, so it was him and his wife and my other brother, me and my mom and dad. And we went into the hotel room, and after like a couple of minutes, we're like, where's, where's mom and dad? <laughs> and so I go out on this hotel balcony, and I look down, and there's... They're sitting in the back seat of the car, smooching. <laughs> and I'm thinking, and I, and I'm, I'm twelve. And I go, that's great, you know, because uh, I never hardly saw them, yeah, do that. But to see my dad and mom having that kind of affection, it just, I, I loved it. And I know as much as you kids groaned, you loved it. Yeah, I remember hearing a story about a father and uh, a family that adopted a a kid, and that kid loved seeing affection between his adopted parents. It meant so much to him. And he would actually, at about, I think he was six or seven, he would go and find his dad, grab his hand, lead him to his mom, hold, put their hands together, and say, now kiss. <laughs> and when they kiss, he'd clap his hands and go, yay! Oh, that's awesome. He just loved seeing that affection. So that is, I know that that is so important for kids to see but what do you say to kids who well what do you say to fathers who never had that example and struggle with that or or kids who don't have a father that shows them affection that way right now yeah well you know you're really touching a a spot with me on that because i really heard for young men who had broken relationships with their fathers i mean that is just i mean we can count people we know yeah. that have had broken relationships with their fathers or had or had no relationship at all yeah with their dad so in those cases i would encourage those men to to get involved with with a local church that has older mature men that can disciple them and minister to them um and this is really an admonition an admonition to older men in the church um we need to be actively looking for ways to minister to the younger men around us. I mean, you can be an encouragement and a source of strength for those guys that are hurting because I'm telling you, in the midst of your congregation or wherever you fellowship, there are young men who are hurting. And they might not show it, you might not see it, but I bet if you start putting yourself out there to build relationships with these younger guys, you it will come out that they are needing they're needing a father type person in their life. I I have a friend once who was actually a, a little older than me. Um, if that's you know, <laughs> that must be really old. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 yeah, that is old. There are people older than me out there. It's crazy, <laughs> decrepit. <laughs> yeah, you know, I remember it's just a few years ago. We were friends and we went to church together, and he would talk about the broken relationship that he had with his dad, and it, you could still see the hurt in his life. Mm. I mean. He was in his, you know, mid to late 40s at the time, and he was struggling still to this day from hurts from when he was 13, 14 years old. Now, his dad lived at home. It it wasn't a divorce situation. His dad was there. He just could see his dad get more excited about playing with the family dog than he got Mm -hmm. about playing and spending time with him. Wow. And, And it still affected him. He, he confessed that he was still looking at the older men in the church for a father figure. Yeah. And that 
he he needed that in his life. So there are those men, they're all around you. So if you're hurting, if you're that young guy, you just need to, to start gravitating to the older men. And older men, you need to be there to minister and to provide comfort for those younger guys in your church because it's it's critical. There's yeah. there's a real ministry there that I think we we are neglecting. Right. Okay, Dad, so one more question. We're talking about fathers showing affection to their children and older men in the church showing affection and encouragement, support for younger men. What if you're someone who's not involved in a church? You don't even know where to begin looking for that. I think the first question I would ask is, do you know God as your Heavenly Father? I mean, He's the perfect example of a father. I mean, God, He created Adam and Eve because He wanted a family, just like I wanted a family. I had, I got married, I had kids because I wanted a family. God created people because He wanted a family. And those people rebelled against God. And now I rebelled against God. I sinned. My sin, you know, stealing, lusting, doing all kinds of other evil, separated me from God and made me worthy of hell. But God sent his only son, Jesus. Jesus came to earth, lived a perfect life, and died and took my sins to the cross, rose again the third day. If I put my faith in that, what Jesus did for me, God's son, then God says, you can enter into a relationship with me, your heavenly father. That's what we were created to be, is in relationship with our heavenly father. This, the earthly father is an example of what we have really in eternity with God. So I pray if you don't know God as your heavenly father, that you would believe this simple gospel message that I just shared, that Jesus Christ is there ready to declare you righteous and take your sins away. If you have any questions about what Dad just shared or any other questions for us, please email us at questions at lettersfromdad.org. Look us up wherever you find your podcasts, and please subscribe. Thanks for listening.